Hello, and welcome to the IMG Podcast, where we are dedicated to empowering IMGs through deep diving conversations, inspirational stories, analysis of match trends, and beyond. Our mission is to help you learn what it takes to succeed and to thrive as an international medical graduate. Hey everyone, we're joined today by Alekia, who recently matched into radiation oncology, uh, an advanced course, and she'll be sharing her match journey with us today. Welcome, Alekia. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure being here. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, like I said, you matched into radiation oncology. Why don't you delve a bit more into that? Yes, so radiation oncology is an advanced course, which has one year of preliminary course and four years of radiation oncology. So the preliminary year can be anything. It can be internal medicine, surgery, transitional year, or whatever that you are wanting to do. What I chose and what I matched into is internal medicine preliminary, and I'll be doing four years of radiation oncology. Awesome. 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 So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your ARAS application was kind of set up towards, uh, you know, this specialty, kind of like what were the things you put under experiences, hobbies, things of that nature? Sure. So I think one of the biggest point, which um, in my opinion, I feel made a big difference was I'm currently doing my master's in public health in epidemiology. And I feel this has uh, played a very important role, at least in the field that I chose, because it involves a lot of research in future, if you are interested in, and that is something that I'm very interested in. So um, my whole CV, if you see from the beginning till now, everything has an ultimate goal of oncology. And I feel that is something very important for anyone who's applying in any field where their CV looks at what you're actually wanting them to look at. And it goes with the flow. Like I finished my med school in India and I I always wanted to do something in oncology, rather pediatric oncology. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to get into pediatrics and then then do oncology for fellowship. But um, once I had kids of my own, that changed. I did not want to do pediatric, especially (laughs) pediatric oncology anymore. And that's when I thought I'd do internal medicine and um, get into oncology. And slowly it just came through the right path, which is radiation oncology. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think that's super important how, like you mentioned, your CV kind of paints the picture of what your ultimate goal is. So as long as everything you're doing uh, in every kind of category on the application kind of is geared towards your ultimate goal. You know, it's pretty evident what you wanted to do. And that's great. Right. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like some of the, uh, like your personal statement, how did you kind of uh, construct that? So like I said, my prime goal was oncology and my whole personal statement revolved around how involved I was with oncology and how I really wanted to do something in oncology. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I threw in some of my personal experiences where my own grandfather um, had prostate cancer and he underwent radiotherapy. So um, I, I threw in a couple of personal experiences, but main intention or main um, outcome of the personal statement was it needs to look like what you want to get into and what you're very interested in. Right. Yeah, that's super critical. I feel like a lot of applicants need to understand that a personal statement needs to be like from the heart. And like, you know, you having that anecdotal personal experience, similar to what I did for family medicine, how I also mentioned my grandfather, uh, who didn't get the, you know, that continuity of care from his PCP, because he was overseas in in Pakistan, 
so that also kind of like was a very anecdotal, personal, and, and it's pretty evident uh, during the application process that the people can see that. Right. Awesome. And how did you approach attendings and your uh, professors and whatnot for letters of recommendation? So it's a long story. Um, I, I don't know how I need, I have to put this in, but I'm a very old graduate. Yeah. I'm not a recent graduate. Okay. This is actually the 10th year that I graduated from med school. Okay, wow. I, yeah, I graduated in 2012, and this is the year that I'm joining residency. That's awesome. Yeah. So all you old graduates out there, please be motivated. It can happen if you're really passionate about it. And if you're persistent, you can always reach your goal. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, that in itself shows so much consistency, perseverance, stuff of that. So like, that's amazing to hear. Yeah. So when I moved to the U.S., I um, I started studying for my steps. But also during uh, that period, I was involved in a lot of research. So I approached a lot of attendings in my husband's university. If there was anyone who was interested in um, having an intern, and that's how I got into um, I got into research, and they oriented me to what is research. Clinical research is not given big of importance back home, at least from right. where I come from. Sure. It's a totally different story here. Yeah, and and it's really beautiful. Like it yeah. actually makes a difference what you put in your the effort that you put in your research, mm -hmm. it actually makes a big difference to the community. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then so, um, you know, huge congrats for getting uh, accepted into an advanced program. That's amazing. Uh, was this your top specialty? Um, yes. I, um, like I said, I got into research and then I went to Baylor and I was working in Baylor as a research quality assistant. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met a lot of attendings when I was going through their protocols. Mm -hmm. And I approached them um, saying, hey, listen, this is an interesting case. Can I follow you when you're accruing patients for this study? I'd love to see how you're accruing patients. And right. uh, I'd also want to keep my clinical experience. My ultimate goal was to become a physician and an oncologist. So I always wanted to stay in touch with my clinical side, even right. though what I was doing primarily was a research uh, bench work. Um, that's how I approached all the attendings. That's how I did rotations. And that's how I was introduced to radiation oncology as well. Gotcha. And um, this year when I applied, uh, radiation oncology was my topmost priority, but I did apply to other specialties as well. Okay. What were the other specialties, if you don't want to ask? I applied for internal medicine, being internal medicine preliminary. Uh, I wanted to do an internal medicine preliminary, so I applied for internal medicine as well. And I applied for a couple of family medicine programs. Okay, cool. So in, in total, would you say how many programs total did you apply to? Um, In total, I would say I applied to around 75 programs. Okay, cool. Yeah, but the and mostly, yeah, oncology. Predominantly, it was radiation, oncology, and internal medicine. I think I applied to three or four family medicine programs. Gotcha. Not more than that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely, from what you said, your CV and your personal statement were very much geared towards your passion towards radiation oncology. So I, that's totally understandable. And then, how many interviews did you end up uh, getting? I had seven interviews in radiation oncology, and I had eight interviews for internal medicine. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Eight in, uh, the eight interviews for internal medicine were not internal medicine categorical, but internal medicine preliminary. preliminary. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And then how did those go for you? 
It went well. It was a big surprise because this is the first time I was applying all over the US since I mentioned it's the 10th year of me graduating. So I was like, let me just go all for in. Sure. And I applied all over the US. And to my surprise, I got a lot of interviews. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the first two interviews were very nervous. But, sure. <laughs> but after that, yeah. Exactly. No, I feel you. Yeah, so the first few were kind of nerve wracking. But after that, did you kind of like get the gist of it, get the hang? You felt more comfortable. Yeah, I'm just glad they were all virtual and I didn't have to go in. traveling to like eight or nine places would oh have been God. crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. do you think you felt like adequately prepared for the, you know, the cut to the type of questions they ask you or, you know, the general gist of the whole interview process? You felt you were pretty prepared or not so much? Honestly, I did not prepare anything for an interview okay. other than going through my CV and personal statement right, right. and the publications that I had because it's been a long time. So I need to like, sure, sure. Kind of that. Yeah. but yeah. for the questions they asked, it was just like me talking with you. They're, they're very friendly. Everyone was very nice and they just wanted to genuinely know how nice of a person you are and how accommodating you are and how friendly you are. I don't think there were any questions that were asked that, threw me away and I'm like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. It was just like a normal conversation. Yeah, that's kind of the same gist I got. I mean, in the beginning, like you said, I was also super nervous for my first couple because I thought they might ask like some clinical questions or, you know, hit me with some random, uh, you know, curveball. But it was a very like, you know, chill, relaxed type of conversation. Like you said, I think they're really looking for if you're someone who can work well with others, works well in a team, can collaborate well together uh, and kind of make sure that you have a very patient-centered approach towards yes. your thought process. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you remember any, like you said, you said you didn't really have any kind of difficult or strange questions. No, I did not. Or um, maybe even before they get on, got on to it, I put myself out there. Like um, when they asked me, is there something you want to tell about yourself? Then that's when I went and told, I do understand I'm an old graduate. Yeah. I do understand that it's a competing uh, environment. But I do know that this is what I want to do. And my CV reflects the same. Yeah. I've been working towards it for the past 10 years. And um, there was not even an year or a month in an year where I stepped behind, as I said, okay, this is not what I want. Right. In, right. So and that was evident in my um, CV where I kept writing papers. I did publications. Right. I kept working. Relevant. You were always like staying relevant. Exactly. Yes. And the publications and the papers that I, on the research that I did was also oncology related. And uh, I worked in Baylor College of Medicine for two years. And that was also in the Department of Oncology. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I, um, I made sure that I was able to reach my ultimate goal with small steps every day. Absolutely. I think that's super important. Always making those micro progressions leads to, you know, a big step forward over time towards your ultimate goal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have any kind of recommendations uh, in regards to interviews for future applicants? Um, I, I just want to say don't be nervous and yeah. go through your CV. I think... Um, they want to see how well you know what you have written and what what you want to do. And I don't think they're gonna ask anything very upsetting um, other than asking you, why would you want to come here? Exactly. And sure. you should have an answer for that. Yeah, I definitely think I agree with you on everything you said. You should definitely have like reasonings as to why you would be a good fit at that program and why that program would be a good fit for you. 
And like you said, I mean, um, you had done so much over the past 10 years on your CV that it definitely, I feel like it's important for applicants to kind of review uh, even like the older things, just so if they do get questioned about it, they don't seem like hesitant or forgetful, like, oh man, I don't remember what that research was like five years ago, you know? Right. Again, uh, I don't think anyone asked me about, um, can you tell me what you wrote in that paper or that post? Uh, But I just wanted to be prepared. Exactly. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, you can never be over-prepared. But like you said, also my my suggestion would be like just don't over like overthink or like just be natural be yourself and like be authentic yes yeah 100 percent. and then how did you uh follow up with the programs post interview like during the process during the application process um i did send them emails uh, i waited for i waited until i finished all my interviews to know what my rank list was Okay. And um, I mentally prepared a rank list of where I wanted to go, what was number one, what was number two. And then I approached everyone, but um, I approached the top five more frequently than the others. But um, I did send them an email. I sent an email to the program coordinator saying that I really had a very nice experience and I'm really looking forward to meeting everyone in person. And I, in fact, wanted to actually go in person and look at everything because, like I mentioned, it was all virtual this year, um, like it was for the past couple of years. And I wanted to go and have a look at the universities in person before I ranked my um, programs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. 100% 100% that makes sense I mean I also did the same thing follow up kind of like with some emails I think I even sent some thank you cards to like like you said your top three four that's sweet yeah. and, and I feel like no one really remembers to thank the coordinator but they're the one that schedules all the interviews and you know they set up the zoom sessions and everything so they definitely should get some credit and some appreciation very true very yeah. true yeah. that's awesome and then um what factors did you personally use in ranking you know the programs for you I think my issue would be a little different since I'm married and I have kids. My top priority was place. Okay. Um, my husband is an attending here in University of Oklahoma. Okay. So that was my top priority because I wanted to keep the family together. Sure. And um, after that, it was cities that were close to Oklahoma. But apart from place, I did look at the program as such, the number of faculty members and um, how friendly they were during the interview and how the residents were during the uh, dinner. And those all played a very important role as well for me to decide number two, number three and number four. Got you, got you. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, So what were some of your greatest challenges in your opinion during this entire application process? Um, during the application process, I think the wait period is the greatest challenge where you're like just waiting to hear from someone. Right. But because until you hear from someone, all I had in my mind was like, did my application go through? Did, uh, were, did I submit all the documents? Was everything yeah. in place? But once I heard back, even a rejection from a program, I'm like, okay, they got my application. So that's fine. They at least heard from me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But apart from that, I think, um, um, scheduling is another um, challenging issue uh, with everything being virtual you need to like they have very limited dates and you need to like um, schedule in a way that no programs are clashing I had to turn down an interview just because it was overlapping with another program so um, that is something that can get challenging and I think you need to set your priorities which program is more important to you and 
ask the other program as well if they can reschedule or if there are any cancellations that you can and you're willing to get back to them yeah, yeah. and but apart from that the whole um, journey is challenging um, as it is for anyone and everyone oh, yeah. Um, yeah so um, I think every every step towards your goal is very very important no step is small no step is big every every small little thing that you do makes a very big difference in your application um, in one of the universities, I remember that they were very impressed with me working for two years in Baylor College of Medicine. And that was the last thing I thought someone would be very um, impressed with or happy with, you know. Right. They're like, oh, so you know all the admin side of the research work. That makes yeah. it very easy for us to have a resident or a fellow who already knows what goes behind. Right, exactly. So you never know what is going to make a big difference, but right. I, I know that each and every step towards your goal counts. Exactly, 100%. And that's super cool that, you know, you do have that behind the scenes admin experience, which, you know, most applicants don't have. And I feel it's definitely a huge asset to anyone who's applying. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's what I want to tell everyone who's applying out there. If you do not match, this is the third time I'm applying. Okay. Uh, the first two times I applied was only in the universities where or only in the cities where my husband was. But this is the only time I applied all over. And yeah, so I think all the applicants should not be demotivated if they do not match. And then this they need to keep working towards their um, next year match. So just make sure you're enrolled in some kind of research work, writing some, even writing a small poster makes a huge difference. Yeah, and um, working, if you can, if you don't have visa status to work, at least keep yourself occupied with online programs or do a master's like how I'm doing right now, master's in public health. So do uh, just make sure that you're not idle and you're doing something which makes a difference in um, your application. So Aleka, you mentioned that you had graduated 10 years ago. So what um, advice would you give for kind of those older graduates who are still applying uh, this upcoming cycle? Yeah, that's a very good question. So um, I know that graduation date plays an important role in your application, but it's not the only important thing in your application. Mm-hmm. Um, every, like I said, in these 10 years, I have done a um, lot of research work. I have worked in an oncology department at Baylor College of Medicine. And I'm also currently doing my master's in public health. So all these things add up to your application apart from the graduation date. So all you old graduates down there, I do not want you to be um, discouraged by other people who say, oh, no, you're a very old graduate. You're not going to get in. Why are you still trying? Why are you still applying? Don't listen to them. (laughs) Just go with your heart. And if this is what you still passionate about and this is what you still want to do even after all these years even though I was working I was getting paid well there was a part of me which didn't let go of the clinical side that is the main reason I just kept pursuing and I just kept applying I was just persistent so I think that's what helps and that what that's what plays an important role yeah absolutely I mean I think it's very clear how much passion you have for radiation oncology given that you graduated 10 years ago but you've still you know, been in the field, been doing what you can, whether it be research, admin, whatever it may be, but like you were always trying uh, your level best to stay as relevant and work towards your goal each and every year. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you mentioned you're getting your uh, master's in public health. How's that going for you? And what made you want to decide to go into that? 
Yeah. So um, when we moved back to Oklahoma City, um, I knew I was applying that year, but I also did not know if I had a good shot in getting into a residency. And when I worked back in Baylor College of Medicine, I really enjoyed the research work. I and I wanted to do something more more concrete, which will give me a good base in future research projects. And that's the main reason I chose Masters in Public Health. I was a little confused between epidemiology or health environment, but uh, then I spoke to a couple of mentors and then I uh, chose epidemiology. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's beautiful to diversify you know, your scope uh, of healthcare practice because there's so many different ways you can help patients and you know, you kind of venturing out and getting this, uh, this additional degree uh, only makes you more of an asset. Yeah. And I also want to mention that um, the course that I chose is a two-year course. So I finished my first year now and um, I still have another year to go. I, I believe most of the programs have a, have a way to have an extension of your program. So I applied for a two-year extension currently. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be finishing my internal medicine preliminary and first year of radiation oncology. Okay. And after that, I'm going to start back my MPH and try to take a sm- uh, maybe a course in a semester That's or something like, a part-time, like that. Like a part-time kind of approach to it. Yeah, and slowly finish up my master's as well along with my residency. <laughs> That's amazing. So basically, you'll be doing an advanced residency program and a master's at the same time. Yes. That's, that's, so the, that's the goal. Let's see. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. To hear. If you could say uh, like one moment during the application process that was the most memorable for you, what would you say it was? Um, uh, during the process, I think hearing from the universities was really exciting and I was happy because, um, like I said, the last two times I just applied in 10 programs or eight programs. I didn't hear from anyone. But first time, it was really exciting when I knew that someone was interested and excited for me. And because I was not confident that I would get any interview since I was an old graduate, but I was really happy to see Getting a lot of people. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, they, when, they, when they email you back, like, it was great to meet you. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You like me? I know. <laughs> I know. But um, in the interview process, the most memorable moment was, um, I think, um, interview with University of Oklahoma as well. Like, um, everyone were very friendly. And I did a rotation here, so they knew me. And they were very comforting. And they made sure I was comfortable. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so what are you looking forward to most in your career uh, looking forward? Um, radiation oncology is a new field. Mm-hmm. Like um, back home in India, when we are not exposed to uh, radiation oncology as a rotation in our medical school program. Sure. So this is a completely new field and there's a lot to learn. And when I did my rotations, it was really interesting and uh, exciting, all the contouring and um, the procedures. So sure. I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly and very excitedly looking forward to learning more about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Love to hear that. So how can our viewers and, uh, you know, people watching this help support your medical journey and, you know, where can they follow you? So you guys can uh, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Adlekma. It's A-D-L-E-K-M-A. Or you're more than welcome to send me emails if you're really interested in radiation oncology. I'll be more than happy to help you set up with some rotations. 
that is something that I did personally because like I mentioned, I did not have any experience in radiation oncology prior to my rotations here. Mm -hmm. So I did a couple of rotations in radiation oncology and only once I knew this is what I wanted, I went ahead and I applied for the program. Okay. So um, if anyone is willing to give a shot and want to see if this is a good fit for you or not, please feel welcome to um, email me on um, alakhya underscore ml at yahoo.com. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's super important, you know, to kind of diversify uh, what you experience during rotations and only then will you know what really is a good fit for you and, you know, what you could see yourself doing for like the rest of your medical career. Right. And um, also there are a lot of people who might discourage you. Um, and I myself did not know that I had a good chance in radiation oncology before I applied or before I did my rotations. Mm. Since, it's, um, since you do not see a lot of IMGs in radiation oncology, I think it's, it's, it's a misnomer or uh, people do get discouraged that this is not the field I can apply to. I'm not going to match or, sure, you know, sure. but it is not like that. Don't get demotivated by what people say. If this is what you really want to, and if this is what you really like, I'm sure there's so many ways out there to get in. 100%. I feel like people should not give up on their passions, no matter how difficult or what people say, or, you know, outside noise, they should, there should be kind of like just silence and just, you should just keep working towards your goal. If you really care about it that much. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alekia, for joining us. Uh, we wish you best of luck in your future endeavors. And uh, it was great hearing from you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right, dear friends, that concludes this episode of the IMG Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and will tune in for upcoming releases. You can learn more by visiting Match Resident on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you. And until next time, take care. <laughs>